Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking about toxic relationship myths. And I feel like this is a very, very relevant topic. And it's something that relates to a lot of us, but perhaps we just don't realize it does. And when it comes to relationships, you know, we all have a lot of our own ideas and even things that we've grown up believing is true when it comes to relationships. But one thing I've come to realize in adulthood is that a lot of the ideas that I grew up thinking about relationships and marriage are so far-fetched and are so far from the truth and unfortunately a lot of these myths are very toxic and one of the dangers with keeping these myths and believing in them and actually allowing them to guide your decisions in terms of how you navigate through relationships is that they can often cause you to make poor choices and also miss out on potentially healthy and happy relationships so I really wanted to address this in today's show but before I do get into the topic of today I wanted to encourage you if you are listening to me on Apple Podcasts do leave a review and let me know how you found today's show it's always great hearing your feedback because it allows me to know what topics you guys like and it also allows me to see what I can do to improve the podcast so do leave a review of how you find the show and just how you find the podcast in general it really does help also to increase to reach and allows me to reach more people. So thank you again for your continued support and let's get straight into today's topic. Let's get into one of the first myths and this is something that if you'd asked me this a couple years ago, I would have been like, yep, it's true, it's true, it's true, facts on facts. Okay, and the first myth is love is all you need. And before I actually share my opinion on this, because it is my opinion, is that there are a lot of myths and a lot of things that are toxic, but when you first hear them, they sound so glamorous, they sound true, they sound freeing, they sound, they make you happy just hearing them. They may even make you feel empowered, but a lot of these times, some of these sayings that we guide our lives with, that we like on Instagram, that we even share in bookmark, are toxic. And the whole idea that love is all you need is toxic, and I'll explain why. Now, if I was a kind of person that believed that love is all I needed in order for my romantic relationship or any relationship in general to last or to be healthy, that would mean that I would allow myself to accept disrespect. That would allow my that would mean that I would allow myself to be abused or even allowing someone to take advantage. And the whole idea that love is all you need is very misguided. Love is very important in a relationship. Let's talk a bit more about marriage and relationships in general. Of course, love is important. You need love. You know, love is one of those things that's almost like that fire that keeps the flame going. However, there are other aspects that you do need, like respect, like trust. You may even love someone, but you might not trust that person. And it will make it very difficult for you to be secure within your relationship if you don't trust your partner. And that just goes to show that it isn't just about having love. Love is one of the components that you need to have a healthy and happy relationship, but it's definitely not the only thing that you need. Like I said before, you need respect, you need trust, you need faith, you need communication, you need transparency, you need understanding. You know, we speak a lot about communication, but sometimes we may communicate how we feel, we may communicate our ideas and expectations, but if there's no understanding, especially in moments where you don't agree with your partner or you have different views on different things, if you don't come to a point of mutual understanding, you're always going to constantly be butting heads in your relationship. And again, for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, love is all we need. If we have love, let's get married. We're going to be all fine. You know, it's going to be perfect and our marriage is going to be great. However, 
most people get married because they love that person or they feel in that moment that they want to spend the rest of their lives with that person. But sometimes with time, even a couple of months, even days, even sometimes on the honeymoon, people then decide, you know what, I don't want to be with you anymore. So again, you can't just base your decision to commit with someone or remain in a relationship just based on love. Like I said, there are the other components that you need to factor in. And if you are single right now, it's very easy to be led by how you feel or how that person makes you feel. But you also have to be thinking about, are you compatible with that person? There are a lot of people that got married that loved each other, but they lacked compatibility. And as a result of lacking compatibility, of lacking, you know, agreement, especially in those core values, you know, I was, <laughs> okay, a program I love to watch is Married at First Sight. This is not an ad, but if they want to sponsor, do let me know. <laughs> and one of the reasons that I enjoy watching programs like this is I love social experiments. I love seeing how people react in different situations. And also it's so interesting how people will do a lot of things to find love. For me personally, would I go on a dating show? Probably not. But it's so interesting to see how sometimes people are matched and you can see that they are compatible on paper. A lot of the time people refer and they say things like, oh, I don't have the feels for them or, you know, I don't have the spark. And a lot of people are chasing the spark because they feel like the spark is what they need for the marriage or the relationship to be healthy and long lasting. But a lot of the times, many people get divorced because they feel like they've lost that spark. And it just goes to show that love or the spark or whatever you want to call it or that feeling is not enough. There has to be more. You know, it's almost like if you think about the foundations of building anything, you're going to have your foundation and that's important. But then you're going to need to add other layers onto that foundation in order to build a strong structure. And it's the same in a relationship. So the whole idea that love is all you need and as long as we got love, we're going to be okay. It sounds great in a song it sounds great in a quote but in the realities of a nitty-gritty relationship I'm so sorry but I disagree it is not all you need you need it but there are other factors you need to consider and that is why it's really important to make sure you're building your relationships intentionally if you're not intentional in building your relationships whether that's friendships or romantic relationship you're gonna find your relationships are gonna crumble or your relationships are not gonna be in the state that you would like them to be so you really have to be intentional. One thing that I am in my marriage is I'm very, very intentional. I'm not naive to think that everything is just going to be great because we're compatible. I understand that, you know, I have to be intentional in my marriage. I have to make time for my husband and making time is not always, oh, let's watch a movie together because let's be real. I can watch a movie with my girlfriends. It's not the same, but also making sure that I'm doing things to invest in our intimacy, that we're speaking about things. I'm getting to know him on a deeper level. You know, sometimes one of the things I love to do... (laughs) is I love to ask questions. I love to, you know, ask different kinds of questions, silly questions, hypothetical questions, deep questions as well. Like, is there anything that you're afraid of at the moment? Is there anything that, you know, maybe you've been wanting to say to me, but you don't feel comfortable? I like to really, you know, I'm intentional, like I said. So I like to do those things to allow us to speak about things that maybe we don't speak about in the day to day. And it's always great having those conversations because sometimes you get to see a different side of that person. He gets to see a different side of me and I also get to see a different side of him. So that's the first one. I'm hoping this podcast won't take too long, but as I've already taken about seven minutes speaking about the first one, I will try my best to kind of swift through the others and not take too long. But one thing I've noticed actually, it's really funny. Sometimes I can be a very impatient person. Not impatient. 
I don't always like listening to things that are very long and I often try to do in my podcast the same thing, not making podcasts too long. You've probably noticed that when I have guests, they're a lot longer than when I have podcasts by myself. So I really, really try to condense as much as possible, but I'm just gonna allow things to flow naturally. Now I'll give a little disclaimer because I keep hearing police sirens. Hopefully you won't be able to hear this in the recording, but if you do, sorry about that, we're living in the real world (laughs) and there's nothing I can do about it. But anyways, moving on to the next one. So yeah, so my thoughts on love is all you need. It sounds great, like I said, but there are definitely other factors you need to consider. Love is not always enough. Okay, next one. Um, Your partner should make you happy. Now, this is definitely something that I personally subscribed to for a long time. But when I really started to think about it, I thought to myself, do you know what? That's not true. Why should my partner's responsibility be to make me happy? Now, they should add to my happiness, but they should definitely not be the center or source of my happiness. And that is where another danger lies. And that's where it becomes toxic because a lot of people are searching for happiness in their partner. If their partner doesn't give them the happiness that they feel like they need, then they then feel like "Mm, this person's not right for me. This relationship's not right for me. And they move on. There are people that are constantly hopping from relationship to relationship because they're seeking for someone that is going to make them happy. They're seeking for someone that's going to validate them. They're seeking for someone that's going to complete their happiness bubble. But honestly, when you really think about it, it should never be someone's sole responsibility to make you happy. That is a burden that I personally don't want to carry. And also it's dangerous because sometimes you have inner issues that you need to deal with that are affecting your happiness. Maybe you're insecure. Maybe you have traumas that you've never dealt with. Maybe there are things that are affecting the way that you think and feel about yourself. But again, if you are just of the opinion that your partner is going to make you happy. You're never going to deal with those issues. And sometimes you may even be with someone that you are compatible with and you have all the components to have that great relationship. But again, because of your expectation that, yeah, you need to make me happy. And if you feel like that person isn't meeting that expectation, it can then cause that relationship to crumble. So it's very, very, it's a very dangerous place to be in, to be having that expectation that your partner has to make you happy. And that's definitely toxic because no one is responsible for your happiness but yourself. And if you're in a place right now in your life that you're not happy, maybe you're single and you're not happy and you feel like if I'm in a relationship, I'm going to be happy. I'm so sorry, but you may be happy short term, but long term, you're not going to be happy because that happiness has to come internally. Being in a healthy relationship should complement you. It should not be the source of who you are and how you feel about yourself. Yes, it will add to your happiness, but like I said, it shouldn't be the source of your happiness. And I feel like sometimes that imbalance and sometimes subscribing to that toxic idea causes people to become over-dependent on their partner. And as a result, you kind of smother them and it becomes very toxic, very codependent, and eventually the relationship just doesn't work out. Or you have the person that's at the receiving end of it that has this burden on their shoulders of making you happy and doing everything that you like and always doing things your way that they get to a point where it's like do you know what this is too much this is this is a lot (laughs) I'm out and then it breaks down so let me go into the third one and honestly on paper it sounds great you can even put it on you know a beautiful art decor on your wall and it sounds great love heals all wounds and you know what there are some aspects of this that is true 
But again, it gets dangerous because it can deceive you into thinking that being in the right relationship or a happy relationship or being with someone that's compatible to you is going to solve all your problems. And this is where the idea becomes toxic because it's not true. Being with my husband, can I say that has healed my all my wounds? No, I'm in a relationship and I'm happy. But again, there are certain things that we go through as humans, especially inner issues and inner baggage, that you have to learn to process and deal with yourself. Again, you may find yourself in a position that you can't deal with it by yourself or it's something that you need some external help with. And that's where you have professionals that can help you with that. To then put all the responsibility and everything relying on your partner to fix all of those problems is very unrealistic. And that is why a lot of people get disappointed in relationships because it's almost like, you didn't heal all my wounds. This relationship was meant to solve everything. It was was meant to make everything better. But one thing I will say is that love uncovers a lot of wounds in the sense that being in a relationship, even a healthy relationship, can trigger you to realize certain wounds that you had that you didn't realize. But one thing I will definitely say is that being in a healthy relationship, it does help you to heal those wounds, but it doesn't heal you. It's definitely going to help you when you have someone that is there to support you and guide you and has your best interest at heart. And, you know, it's just that person just wants to see you in. It can help you to heal, but it will not heal you because there are certain things that you have to do. You have to take the initiative to do that inner work and have that inner spiritual healing. So I would definitely say love will not heal all your wounds, but it will definitely uncover some wounds that you may have, some insecurities you may have, some things that you may think, oh, I've dealt with that. I'm good. I don't have trust issues anymore. I'm not a jealous person, but perhaps being in a relationship is going to make you realize that maybe you are a little bit jealous or you are a little bit insecure. And it's great because it allows you to grow. It shows you what's wrong. It, It gives you that mirror of, yep, you need to work on this. But again, it leaves you with the responsibility to do something about it or just to simply accept it or pretend you can't see what's blatantly in the mirror. So I definitely say that The whole idea that your relationship is going to fix every single problem you have is unrealistic and it's not true. And that is where it becomes toxic. Next thing, if the relationship doesn't flow easily, it isn't love, you're not compatible. And I want to explain this one a little bit deeper because there are elements to this that is true. Now, unfortunately in our generation, I'll say millennial, millennials and what is it? Gen Z. (laughs) I think it is. I've probably said it wrong, but those that were born in the 2000s onwards, a lot of us now are growing up with the idea that love is just going to flow. It's just going to be easy. If there's problems, we're just not right for each other. A lot of us, we quit very easily. If there's one argument (laughs) and now I'm not talking about arguments where it becomes physical or overly toxic I'm not talking about those but I'm talking about simple disagreements simple moments where you just don't agree on the same thing you have different opinions and you just need to come to some sort of conclusion together so yeah I just want to clarify that I'm not talking about relationships where it's blatantly toxic you're not compatible whatsoever and you need to break up Now, what I'm referring to is just situations, normal things that happen in relationships where you may not agree on everything. 
maybe you're both getting older or you're maturing in your relationship and perhaps there are certain things you want to start doing, maybe buying a house or moving houses or you want to start planning a family and there are just certain things that you're not necessarily agreeing on. And of course, when these things happen, it's for you to discuss it and come to some sort of mutual conclusion. But for some people, when these things happen, it's like, I'm not getting my way. This is too hard forget it. Like this relationship's not working out and they're ready to quit. And this is the problem. Sometimes people miss out on great relationships simply because they're looking for ease. They're looking for an easy ride. They're looking for someone that's just going to agree with everything that they say. And unfortunately, this is not the reality. You're dealing with humans, you know, you're dealing with someone that's completely different to you, that may have had a different upbringing to you, that has different ideas, feelings, dreams, and it's all about coming to a compromise. Now, doing that is not easy. But at the end of the day, if you want your relationship to be healthy and happy, then you're going to need to be willing to do so. And honestly, I truly believe that being in a relationship is not for everyone because not everyone is willing to do what it takes to make that relationship or marriage work. So that's why it's really important for you to analyze. And like I said, if you're just going into a relationship because you want that person to make you happy, you're probably not going to be happy. Or maybe you will, but the person at the end of it won't be because you're only thinking about your own self and your own selfish desires and that will definitely reflect in the way you operate in your relationship so honestly many times people jump from relationship to relationship because they're looking for easy they're looking for someone that's just going to agree with them on everything and again they're like yeah it has to flow and in their mind that flow means they're going to agree on every single thing they're going to like all the same things there's not going to be any differences and this is not realistic this is not real life this is you know life is not a movie life is not hollywood life is not a rom-com we are dealing with reality and unfortunately a lot of the times people are comparing their real life relationships to what they're seeing on netflix and a lot of the times what you're seeing on netflix is unrealistic and many times it's even toxic so honestly you really have to think about whether you have been measuring your real life relationships with what you're seeing on TV or even what you're creating in your mind. And one of the next myths, which is very, very toxic, and I've heard it a lot, and it's the whole idea that marriage oppresses you, especially as women. And honestly, in some marriages, yes, this is true, but it is not the same for everyone. I can definitely say I am not oppressed in my marriage. I don't feel like, especially, okay, I got married young, I got married at 23. And I can definitely say I have no regrets almost three years later. I don't feel like I am missing out on anything or my life is over or I can't live my life because I'm married. No, quite the opposite, actually. I've seen so much growth in myself physically and as a person since being married. So I can definitely say that marriage is not an automatic oppression, oppressive institution that you're going to be oppressed, you're not going to be happy and it's the end of your life. Just lock up your life because you're done. No, that is not true. Of course, there are some cases and not even just marriages. Some people are just dating someone and they're oppressed in that relationship. And of course, I think one of the factors that definitely influences this is culture and sometimes religion. Sometimes when you're from certain cultures, it can be oppressive for women in the relationship, but not also for women. I'm sure sometimes men feel a little bit oppressed. Maybe the pressure of having to provide or meeting a certain standard can be oppressive as well. But I definitely say marriage as a whole, to blame the institution and say that, you know, it oppresses you is not true because honestly, every marriage is different. So whenever people make generalized statements like, oh, marriage, it robs you of your independence, or when you get married, you're not going to be happy. 
it's those are generalizations every marriage is different and even if people said oh get married it will make you happy that's a generalization and it's not true because like I said every single marriage is different and the way you invest in your marriage is going to reflect how your marriage actually grows and develops over time if you only have one person investing in the relationship and the other person is just living their life like a single person and they're not interested in actually being married in real terms there will come a point that perhaps the person that's been investing is gonna get tired and be like, you know what, this is not worth it. But again, it takes both people putting in the work, doing what needs to be done for that relationship to grow and be happy and healthy with time. So I definitely say that marriage does not automatically oppress you. It depends on the dynamics of your relationship. And that is where you need to be looking for those signs and those red flags. And I feel that sometimes as women, we ignore red flags. Red flags show you there is danger. Or maybe you need to question something. Maybe you need to have that conversation you've been avoiding. But sometimes as women, and not just women, because I know some men listen to this podcast too, sometimes we see red flags, but because we like that person or because we like the idea of the relationship where it makes us feel good or we've started to build connections, our families and our friends are you know, together and we all know each other and we're in the same circle, it becomes harder to break up that relationship, especially when you see those red flags because you're more invested in it. But one thing I've learned to do with time is looking at the bigger picture. If I stay in this relationship 10 years from now, 20 years from now, am I going to regret this? Am I going to be wasting time because I'm afraid of what people are going to think short term because of and putting my long term happiness at risk? So you definitely have to think of the bigger picture. Too many of us are living our lives for other people. Too many of us are, we're not living purposeful lives or happy lives because we're too afraid of what people are going to think and the reality is sometimes those people are going home and they're happy in their lives and you're depressed so definitely not allowing you know the fear of what people think or will say to drive your decisions because sometimes you can make very poor choices as a result of that now the next toxic myth is the whole idea that if someone loves you they are going to fulfill a b c d e now on social media there's often loads of these posts of my future husband he's gonna do this he's gonna do this he's gonna do that he's gonna treat me this way he's gonna buy me this every friday every week and it's toxic (laughs) it's toxic love does not necessarily mean that person has to meet all of your expectations And a lot of the times, some of the expectations we have are unrealistic. Now, I'm not talking about expectations of trust and respect of love and no, I'm not talking about those things. Those things are things you should definitely expect and those are healthy expectations. But sometimes we have unrealistic expectations that sometimes are formed by what we see in other people's relationships or what we think other people's relationships are like or what we see on social media the groups we follow the clubhouse rooms are in the conversations we have in our day-to-day and sometimes that really builds up these unrealistic expectations in our minds and we start thinking and also not even just thinking but demanding that if you love me you're going to do this. If you love me, you would know that this is what I need right now from you. And sometimes we bring unnecessary drama to our relationships. We create unnecessary problems where there doesn't need to be any simply because we're not being reasonable. And sometimes that's the truth. Sometimes we are not being reasonable and we're not rationalizing. We're simply going by how we feel. And to be honest, that's another one. I didn't write that down, but the whole idea of going by how you feel, I'm so sorry, but this is toxic. Because if you go by how you feel and if you say everything you feel, you're gonna get yourself in a lot of problems in your relationship. One of the worst times to have arguments or disagreements 
or heated conversations is when you're in your feelings. Because when you are in your feelings, when you are sad, when you're upset, when you're feeling overly passionate about something, you're not rationalizing. And sometimes you can say or do things that's going to damage your relationship. And then you're going to later have to do the work to try and repair that. So instead of damaging your relationship, why not just take a step back and come back to it in a moment where you can actually speak on it rationally and level-headed so honestly this whole idea that if someone loves you they need to meet all your expectations this idea is keeping a lot of people one unhappy in their relationships two single and unhappy of course some people are single and happy and there is nothing wrong with that you should be single and happy when that is your season of life or when that's just where you want to be some people have no desire to be in a relationship or no desire to get married and honestly do what makes you happy (laughs) in that regard but definitely i'd say that having that idea is very toxic and it's easy to put out these expectations, but sometimes you can't even meet the expectations you're demanding. So that's definitely something to think about. Now, another toxic relationship myth, which I really, really wanted to highlight was the whole concept of love just being a feeling. Now, there is a feeling attached to to love, yes, but love is so much more than a feeling. If you think about your family as an example, you may have moments where you can't stand them, (laughs) where you don't want to be around them, but you still love them. Love is a decision. Love is a choice. Of course, there are elements of love that is a feeling, but you may even have moments in your relationship. Let's say you're going through a difficult time, or maybe you're not even that close right now. You're not even friends right now. Maybe you're having an argument. You're you're beefing. It's World War III in your house. And again, in that moment, you may not necessarily have feelings. You may not have the spark. You may not have the flame, you know, that you had when you were dating or a few years back or when you were in a better place in your marriage or your relationship. But that doesn't mean you don't love that person. Love is a choice. If you choose to invest in that relationship, if you, if you choose to, you know, add fuel to the fire, to the flame, it's going to burn. But a lot of the times, because we have this idea that, you know, it's just going to work, it will flow naturally. We don't make those investments. And with time, the love does run out. How many times people get divorced and they say, oh, we we just fell out of love. We just don't love each other anymore. And that kind of leads me onto the next one. The whole concept of falling in and out of love. Love is a decision. Like I said, if you want to be in a successful and happy marriage, you have to decide that that is what you are going to work to build. Of course, yes, the feeling came naturally. You were attracted to that person. Well, I hope that happened for you. But again, you have to then make a decision to continue to invest in that relationship. You have to make a decision to be faithful to your partner. If you don't make a decision to be faithful to your partner, the chances are you're probably going to, you know, be unfaithful in some way, shape or form. And in the same way, we have to make decisions to be faithful. We have to make decisions to continue to invest in love in our relationship. If you don't invest in it, it's going to dry up. If you treat your partner or your relationship just like any other relationship and you don't make time for each other, you don't have that quality time together, your intimacy is non-existent. And when I say intimacy, it's not just about sex. There are people that they have sex very regularly, but they they lack intimacy in their relationship. Intimacy is being able to be yourself with that person, being able to be honest with them being able to speak to them about things that maybe you wouldn't feel comfortable speaking to other people about, being able to be your authentic self. That is the epitome of intimacy. When you can truly be yourself with someone and just be your authentic self, you know your intimacy is on point. And that's important. You may have sex with someone that you just met, 
But there's no intimacy. You don't even know each other. You might not even know their last name. But again, when you are able to be free and be yourself, like that is a kind of intimacy I always strive to have in my marriage. And honestly, being in that space where we have that is amazing because I can look back to when we first started dating and looking at where we are now and we're just so comfortable with, with each other. We can be ourselves. We can speak about anything. You know, we have banter about the silliest things and we can be our goofy selves with each other. And it's so beautiful to be in that place, but it took work. It took investing in that. It took, you know, being naked <laughs> not physically, of course, yes, that's not what I mean, but being naked spiritually, being naked in your fears and your insecurities and speaking about things that made us feel uncomfortable, but it really helped to build the intimacy in our marriage. So that's one thing I really, really wanted to highlight because a lot of the times we're driven by our feelings. And when it comes to marriage, that is a commitment. That is a commitment. You may have moments, and I've heard many people say this, that I've been married for a very long time. You know, I'm still in the beginning of my marriage and I would like to be married until we die. You know, one of us has to die before we get divorced. We ain't getting divorced. <laughs> but, you know, I've heard many people say that there were times in their marriage that they didn't like their partner, but they loved them or the other way around. And again, it just makes me reflect and think that it really shows we have to be intentional in our relationships, like I said before, and you have to constantly be investing. If you want your partner or your marriage to be more than just roommates, you've got to invest in that. You've got to do fun things together. You know, I'm always speaking about finances and, you know, having a budget, being responsible, being intentional with how you manage your money, but also you have to have fun. And Sometimes when we think of having fun, we think about, oh, we have to spend. Maybe right now things are tight and you can't really afford to go on those expensive dates or you can't afford to go on those holidays. And that's absolutely fine because there are other things that you can do to have fun together. You know, have a date night at home that you dress up, you know, play some video games, go for a walk, go for a picnic, do something that you both like doing, go roller skating if you've got skates, go skateboarding, play basketball together. There are so many things that you can do to really just bring back that spark, to have fun, to just let your hair down. And that's really important because if you're always very, very serious and you don't have moments where you have fun, you're going to quickly realize that you're going to become roommates. And then that quote unquote spark is going to quickly die out. So you have to be intentional in how you navigate in your relationships, intentional in your friendships with your family, and of course, in your romantic relationship as well. Now, these were the main toxic myths that I wanted to speak about and highlight. There are so many more that I could speak about, but then we'd be here all day. And I'm sure you don't want to listen to me all day. But guys, if there's anything that I missed out, or if there's any myths that maybe you disagree with what I had to say, then do share your reviews with me. If you enjoyed today's podcast, then do share it with a friend or a family member and leave your review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Now, guys, I'm about to wrap up, but one thing that I want to say is that if right now, I just feel very led to say this, I'm going to say it. If right now you're in a position where you're not happy with your life, you're not happy with your relationships, or maybe you feel like you're behind or you feel like everyone's getting married or everyone's in a relationship or everyone's happy and I'm just here, I'm not happy with where I am. Take some time to reflect and see, why are you unhappy? Are you unhappy because maybe you're not happy with the current state of your relationship or lack of a relationship? Or are you more unhappy because you have other things that you're not dealing with? Maybe you're just not confident in yourself or maybe you're just not happy with a particular area of your life. Take some time to reflect and see why you're not happy and actually write this down. Sometimes we're very much in our head 
And in our head, a lot of things make sense, but they don't always make sense in reality. So sometimes it really helps when you write things down. So write down your thoughts, write down your frustrations, write down the things that you're unhappy with and start thinking about what can be done to change that thing. If you are single and you're like, what can I actually do to find, you know, a compatible partner to myself? There are lots of things you can do. First and foremost, you've got to make yourself available. Maybe, you know, you don't socialize. That's one aspect. Of course, we're in a pandemic, so there's not really much socializing you can do per se, but there are things you can do. Even start examining your circle of friends and family and just seeing, you know, if there's any potential partners. I definitely say prayer helps as well, praying about it, but definitely taking action and positioning yourself to meet someone because there are a lot of people, maybe you do pray, but you don't position yourself. Maybe you're not someone that's approachable and maybe there are people that would like to get to know you, but perhaps because of the way you conduct yourself, you make yourself very, you make yourself very unapproachable and as a result, ain't no one approaches you. So I definitely say start to examine, you know, the reasons why you're not happy and also looking at what can be done about it. And if you recognize that, you know what, you have some deeper issues that you need to work on. Maybe you're just lonely. You know, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. A lot of people are lonely and they may be in a relationship, but they're still lonely because that's an internal issue that you have to deal with. One thing that I learned in my singleness season was that I needed to be comfortable with being by myself. And I was. And even today, as much as I'm married, I live with my husband. We practically work in the same place because we work. We both work from home is that we still have moments in our day where we just do our own thing and i love that i love doing my own thing he does his own thing and at the end of the day we get together or maybe we'll do something together in the evening but we're very much doing our own thing as well and that's healthy i'm not constantly like oh you need to spend time with me right now because we we make time for each other but we also have moments where we do our own thing and that's really really healthy and for us it works best that way so that's just a little something for you to think about And before I wrap up this podcast, I'd like to invite you guys to my finance one-on-one group coaching session. That's going to be happening on Tuesday, the 25th of May and Saturday, the 29th of May at 7 p.m. BST. I'll be going through budgeting, financial planning, strategic saving, debt prevention and debt management. And this is just at a cost of £25 for a ticket. Like I said, it's a group coaching session. So invite your girlfriends, invite your guy friends, invite your auntie, your mama, your family and definitely join the session. It's it's gonna be a great night to learn how to get in control of how you manage your money. And I'm really excited about this because I believe that some great testimonials are gonna come from this session. So grab a ticket via the link in the show notes. And if you have any questions on the event, feel free to send me an email. All my details will be in the show notes. Thank you again, guys, for listening to today's podcast. Like I always say, do leave a review, leave a rating, and I'd love to hear your feedback on today's show. Have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you next week.